Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing great. Well, today, finally, 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 the two-part episode I've been waiting for since I started this podcast. And I am doing both parts in one episode, so this is going to be a bit long. Season 3, episode 16, Marry Me, Marry Me, part 1. This episode aired on February 3rd, 1985. Kate is concerned that her relationship with Edward is not moving forward, which is her subtle way of saying that she wants to get married and have a family. So what does that mean, have family? Like, have babies? You know, Edward's got, you know, Rick's 14 now. So, I mean, does he want to have more children? I don't know if that's what he wants. But Edward, still reeling from his first marriage, is still, he's still hesitant, guys. Still, after 14 years, he's like, oh, gosh, I don't know. That's a commitment. I mean, my first wife, you know, we got divorced after one week of marriage. And and, and it's like, he needs to seriously put that issue to bed. Because Kate is not Evelyn. They are not even in the same hemisphere. They are that different. So you can't blame Kate for your marriage issues with your first wife. I mean, come come on, guy. I mean, this is three seasons now. We're almost done with season three. We watched this back and forth constantly between Kate and Edward. Will they? Won't they? Are they together? Are they not together? Seriously, it's like... Get it in there, lock it down, or she's going to find someone else who wants to actually be, and like, by be with her, like, meaning a future and marry her. You know what I'm thinking, I I thought of this a couple days ago. If you've seen the Full House episode, I think it's season six or seven, one of them, with... Uh, I think it's Designing Mothers, where Danny is currently dating Vicky at the time. Her mother comes to visit, and she kind of meddles in Danny and Vicky's relationship. And she says to this point, I don't want Vicky to waste her time in a relationship that's not going anywhere. Now, we've met Kate's mother. She was not like that really at all. She's just, like, basically... Kate, don't you want to get married one day and this and that? But she never once went to Edward and said, what is your business with my daughter? Are you serious? Are you not serious? Is this going to lead to marriage? She never once started poking holes in that, what is this? So, yeah. But when Dexter tells Edward he should marry Kate, he proposes, of course, and Kate accepts. This seems like, uh, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it because I was told to do it. When Ricky learns of this, he's not exactly thrilled. 
Well, you know that he and Kate are good friends, but the idea of him saying, this is my stepmom, I mean, that stepmom does care, that carries a lot of weight and responsibility. And we remember the dirt bike episode where, because Kate interfered about, you know, her cousin being paralyzed from riding a dirt bike or a motorcycle and, of course, Edward's like, I don't want you getting a dirt bike, Ricky. And he's like, it's Kate, you know, Kate shouldn't have meddled. She's not my mother, this and that. It's like, I get the hesitation. That is a big, big step. And even for Kate, it's like, not only are you going to be a wife, you're going to be a stepmother to a 14-year-old boy who already has a mother who, yeah, so we'll see how this plays out. I... All right, which leads to Edward to blurt that this is what Kate wants, which she overhears. Um, I've noticed in the episodes, Kate's hair, the length of her hair goes from, like, just below her ears to just a little past her shoulders. So the hair goes back and forth with, it's long, it's short, so these episodes just seem really out of, they were filmed out of order, clearly. So this is part one, and then once I finish part one, I will read the description for part two. So, all right. And I will actually do the podcast listener shout-out at the end of the episode. So, all right. I'm just, I'm anxious. I'm ready. I want to get into this episode. Let's do this. <sighs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I hope you guys are excited. <laughs> All right, so we are in the living room, of course, where a lot of these episodes open up. We got Dexter sitting in a chair. He's drumming his fingers on his briefcase. Seems like he's a little agitated. Edward is just lounging on the couch, sipping tea, coffee, something. I'm not sure what is on this coffee table. It looks like a remote control car of sorts. So, Edward called a meeting, and they really haven't made much progress other than Edward eating breakfast. Because Dexter, he likes, he, you know, he's like, I thought we called this meeting to get a jump on the day, but so far, you're just eating your breakfast. That's all you've been doing. It's like, let's go. We got, you know, and, and Dexter likes to keep things on task, you know. He doesn't like to middle around too much. Like, let's get stuff done. We're wasting time. The day is only so long. Oh, he's eating a bagel. Or is that toast? I think it's a bagel. Yeah, it's a bagel. It's a Danish. I thought it was a bagel. Oh, well, whatever. Alright, so... Edward just wants to chew the fat, you know, small talk and everything. Uh, Rick and Alfonso come down. And he's like, oh, Dad, can we talk? I have a serious problem. Really? You're a teenager. What serious problem could you have other than maybe a zit? I don't know. Dad, can I speak to you? I think we have a serious problem. Is no one in this house without some kind of personal trauma? <laughs> what is it, son? Now, remember I had you and Kate take that compatibility test from Hot Teen Magazine? Hot Teen? Well, you guys did less than great. Yeah, 31%. And that's less than lousy. <laughs> I appreciate your concern, son. But I think the results of any such test are suspect when one of the questions is, do you like to boogie? <laughs> 
so Ricky and Alfonso did a compatibility test for Kate and Edward in Hot Teen Magazine. It's like, why are you taking the test for them? They should be taking the test, unless they were asking them questions. But apparently they scored a 31, which is really, like, beyond low. And Edward's like, um... So, Edward's kind of calling BS on this test. Like, I think, you, yeah, this test is... Tch. Especially, he says, when one of the questions is, do you like to boogie? And is boogie, like, a slang term for sex? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we know that Kate does not live there. She and Edward are not living together. She lives in her own place. Whether they've slept together, we have no clue. We don't know. That's not our business, frankly. Kate comes in and she looks like something's on her mind. Something's bothering her. So I wonder if we're going to cut like right to the chase. She's like, Edward, I have to ask you, where's our relationship going? If it's going to, if she's going to come right out and say it or if the, cause it is a two parter. So I kind of wonder, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Short hair again, eh? Good morning. Hello. Is she angry? What's going on? Thirty-one's looking awfully high for these two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Shall we get down to work? What? No coffee? No Danish? No small talk? No thanks. What did he do? Okay. I guess we'll just start our meeting then. Why don't you guys run along to school? Huh? See you later. Uh, the purpose of this meeting is to examine our cost overruns and our rubber ducky line. Rubber ducky? Do you have those fake escapes? Okay. Kate, what's wrong? Huh? Seriously. Kate, this is vitally serious business. Where are the rubber ducky figures? <laughs> Something bothering you, honey? Nothing's wrong. Let's just get down to work. And honey is not what you call a vice president. What is her problem? That's right, unless of course your name is actually Honey. <laughs> well, if you must know, uh, last night I had dinner with Harold Zapkowski. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you guys leave for school yet? Okay, okay, we're going. Gee, maybe your dad and Kate would be more compatible. She didn't go out with other guys. <laughs> yeah, why is she going out with other guys? Dinner with Harold Zapkowski of Zap Toys? That's terrible. He offered me a job. That's terrible. <laughs> At double my salary. Whoa. That's terriblest. <laughs> well, I'd love it if you'd keep working for me. But I understand these opportunities come few and far between. I I'm told him no. Thank goodness. <laughs> now that that's all settled, can we get to work? It's wonderful to stay. What is so wonderful about it? What is her problem? So Kate comes in. She is just really cold and unapproachable. What is her problem? It's like she's just short. 
and 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 just like we're here to do business. I don't want to talk to you. Don't call me honey. Oh, by the way, I met with Howard, you know, whatever his name is. And he offered me a job, double the salary, by the way. But it's like, what is the deal here? She comes in all cold. It's like, was there an issue that we haven't seen that happened behind the scenes where they had a fight about something? Or maybe she's feeling, hey, our relationship isn't going at the speed I want it to go. Maybe I should take this job offer. Or maybe, hey, we're spending too much time together. Maybe I should take this other job. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But both Edward and Dexter are like, Kate, what is going on? You don't have the rubber ducky figures? Where is your head, Kate? Why are you so angry with Edward? And Edward's like, boys, go to school. You don't need to be here for this. <laughs> Yeah, Dexter's like, okay, don't just sit there. Go pursue. Go find out what's going on. Yeah, because the rest of us watching want to know what her problem is. He doesn't want to have any kids. I rushed into one marriage. And it lasted all of seven days. Well. 
scary. I know you're scared. <clears throat> Maybe our timing is off. Look, uh, I, I, it's my problem, not yours. I, I can handle it. Let's just forget I, I brought it up. You can't do that. Once you open that box, it's open. So yeah, Kate is voicing a question that the viewers for the last three seasons are like, okay, we've seen them profess their love for each other. Edward turned down his old flame because he wanted to be with Kate. He actually even stood up when Kate was on a date at this opera house and said, Kate, I want to be with you. I don't want you to be with anyone else. And we've seen them, you know, have dinners together, go on, you know, outings and stuff, romantic, what have you. And Kate is just kind of wondering, it's like, yeah, but what is this all leading to? Like, she knows that he's worried about commitment. And he even says that. You know, his first marriage lasted seven days. He's scared. It's like, I get that you're scared. But like I said... Kate's not Evelyn. She's not going to divorce you after seven days. And, and think about it. Edward was young. He was probably in his 20s. He was just crazy in love. He was on a cruise ship. He got married, like, you know, spur of the moment. Because I don't think, yeah, he and Evelyn really didn't know each other. But he, Kate and Edward have a history that is completely different than what he has with Evelyn. So I understand a little of the hesitation, but I understand where Kate's like, she even says, my biological clock is ticking. And I'm guessing, yes, she eventually, someday, because, you know, she said, I always envisioned us eventually getting married. He's like, yes, yeah, someday. She's like, well, someday may be too late. What if, you know, I may want to have a child one day. And the look he gives her, at first I'm like, I bet he's going to say, well, I don't plan to have any more kids. But he doesn't say that. He just says, I'm scared because of, you know, how my last marriage ended. And, of course, Kate's like, well, you know what? Let's just forget I even brought this up. And I think you can't do that. You've opened up this box now. You can't just go back to just forget I said anything. Let's just keep going as things are and every and it's like, no, you can't you can't do that. And she even said, you know, she was offered this job, but she didn't take it because she wants to be with Edward. We don't know where this job technically is. Maybe it's still in New York. And Edward, I think, you know, she says, where do you see this relationship going? It's like, yeah, in the future, it looks great. Things will just be as they are. You know, it's just dating and just... You can only really date for so long before it's like, is this relationship heading in a direction of, you know, two people spending the rest of their lives together? If that's what they want. Otherwise, if someone just wants to clearly date just for dating's sake and just not, you know, be married, that's fine. But if someone else actually wants it to be more than that, then there's no reason to continue the relationship. So Kate just kind of leaves Edward there to kind of think about things. So as 
he walked in. Kate was, of course, using the pencil sharpener. Now, Edward sits down. He's like, well, this is therapeutic. Let me take a pencil and put it in the pencil sharpener. So Dexter comes in, and he's going to lay on some advice here for Edward. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, Kate leaves. Dexter comes in and sees Edward just basically sharpening this pencil with the pencil sharpener until there's, like, next to nothing left. He just looks at Edward and says, well, I guess we're not going to get anything done today, are we? So, Edward talks to Dexter. He gives him this scenario about, let's say you bought a stock and you really loved that stock and then seven years days later you were married and the stock just collapsed. So basically he's referring to himself and his marriage to Evelyn. So he he's kind of opening up to Dexter about his fears. So yeah, he just, I get it. He doesn't want to get his heart broken again. And he probably feels like, yeah, he rushed into marriage without really thinking of it being a long-term commitment, or maybe he did, and it just fizzled out. So, yeah, he just uses the stock analogy with, you know, his marriage with Evelyn being a big fail, and then him seeing Kate, and then their relationship growing and blossoming over the past three years, and he looks at Dexter like, well, what would you do? Dexter wastes no time saying, well, I would marry her, you twit. He's like, yeah. Seriously. What is holding you back other than your fear? You've had 15 years to deal with this. And like I've said, Kate's not Evelyn. You actually have built a relationship over three years. You didn't do that with Evelyn. Oh, we get such an applause when Dexter just leaves. Like, <laughs> mic drop. Bye. <laughs> Marry her. Okay, it's the next scene. And Kate is at her desk sipping probably tea or coffee. Edward comes in through the back door, or the French doors, he looks like he's all excited, like he's got a plan. He's probably going to propose to her. Stop it! Quinn, stop! Let's find out. Great, right, you're here. Where have you been all day? Oh, out, doing, being, getting, Oh my gosh, he's got a ring. He's got a ring. There he is! Son, hang out together, huh? You've been gone all day. The camera's that small. Kate, why don't you come sit over here? We can all hang out together. What in the world? I don't get it. <laughs> Comfortable? Confused. something very important to say. <laughs> oh, the 
This is so cool. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really. Is it a yes? Yes, so basically what you heard is this entire production. Ricky comes in from school. He's ready to go head upstairs and just, you know, hang out in his room. But no, his dad's like, hey, Rick. What are you doing? Come in here. Come in here. Kate, sit down on the couch with Rick. Let's all hang out for a minute. And he blows his whistle, and in comes an entire high school marching band. He's got this throne-like chair that he has Kate sit down in, and then the marching band members, some of them, lift her up and set her down, and he brings out this ring and basically asks, Will you marry me? And of course she's like, Oh, Edward, yes! Oh, it's so sweet. It's such a sweet moment. Now I get the impression that Rick is going to ruin this because we know that from the synopsis that he's not going to be happy about it. So he's going to ruin this moment. I bet anything. He's going to be a teenage brat and ruin this beautiful moment. Swan Court at Bernard's by the Bay. This Bernard's oh, by the Bay. <laughs> you probably had him spell out congratulations on the beach using live lobsters. <laughs> Not quite, but there would be some surprises involving halibut. Yeah. Someone like halibut. Oh, well, I, I'd better 
hurry up and get ready. I, I need time to change. Oh, my nails and my hair. Not to worry. I have a manicurist and a large selection of evening gowns just upstairs. Really? Dang, he went and all also out. upstairs. As for your hair, I have the one, the only, Vidal Sassoon. Really? In person. <laughs> oh, well, if I don't look good, he doesn't look good. Oh, that's where the thing comes from. Okay, while you're getting ready, Rick and I are running the engagement announcement down to the newspaper. So that's not all. He didn't just have the parade pro, uh, proposal, but he also has got a romantic evening for the two of them at Bernard's by the Bay, a place that we've heard them frequent before. We've heard it on the show. Will we ever see Bernard's by the Bay? I don't know. Ricky, of course, Kate and Edward are so in, in love and happy, which they should be. And he's... Edward's treating her as he should, like a queen and everything. She's like, oh, well, if we're going to go out, I need to go home and get changed and everything. Da, 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 da. Because she's like, my hair, my nails, my... He's like, da, 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 no, Marie, let me put your purse up here. No, 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 Kate. I have evening wear upstairs for you to choose from. I have a manicurist. I have the Dal Sassoon in person upstairs waiting to just get his fingers into your hair and just make it look amazing. I'm guessing that Vidal Sassoon's slogan is, if we don't look good, you don't look good, which I remember in a Full House episode when Stephanie accidentally cuts Uncle Jesse's long hair, he's got to get a haircut. She says, if I don't look good, you don't look good. So I'm guessing that's where that's from. I've heard that slogan before. So Ricky, you can just tell just in his attitude... And Kate and Edward really don't really notice it because they're too in love, which, you know, of course, he just proposed to her. So while she's upstairs, I'm guessing that Rick is going to voice his distaste and opinion about this whole him proposing to Kate thing. Getting married. What do you think of that? That's great. Look, I've got a lot of research to do for my report in the common market. I think I'll get to it. Why is he being a jerk? He wasn't like that when his mom was going to get married. Rick, what's the matter? It's this whole marriage thing. What a bummer. Hope you're not still concerned about that lousy score on the Hot Teen Magazine compatibility test. I want you to know that even though Kate doesn't like Cindy Lauper, I think our marriage will survive. <gasps> she doesn't like Cindy Lauper? And it's not the test. I just wish we could have talked about all this first. Okay, let's talk about it now. It's too late. It's like buckling up your seatbelt after you crash. Besides, you don't care what I think anyway. Why are you being a jerk, Rick? Of course I care. Oh, yeah? Well, how come everybody in my school band knew before I did? Son, I'm sorry. I didn't think to consult you first. <coughs> I just wanted it to be a surprise. I thought you loved Kate. I do. 
I always thought it'd be great if you guys got married. But then when you got down on one knee, I found myself hoping you dropped your car keys. Son, what are you worried about? Everything's gonna change. Like what? For example, when Kate moves in, she'll probably bring her cat Fluffy. There goes all the leftover fish and chicken. What? Do you know how many rubber mice with bells that cat owns? Son, whatever's troubling you goes a lot deeper than fluff. Okay, want me to say it, I'll say it. Up till now, it's been you and me. Now it's gonna be you, me, and her. Oh, give me a break. Kate's been here. Yeah, she's been here, but she hasn't been here. Now she's gonna be telling me what to do like she's my real mom. Which she isn't. Son, I promise you, if any problems come up, we'll solve them, just like we always have. It's not gonna be the same. No, it's not. It's gonna be different. But it's gonna be better different. For some people. <sighs> Stop being a jerk. Okay, you clearly been hearing me call Rick a jerk a lot throughout this scene. And I, okay, let me back up. I could definitely, um, semi-sympathize with Rick, okay? When my dad and Pam were getting together, I was not thrilled about it. I kind of probably thought the way that Rick was thinking, like it's always been... You know, me and dad and everything like that. And the idea of Pam coming in, she wasn't moving into our house, but she was with him. And he was, you know, always, you know, with her all the, all the time. And just her whole presence being in the house just really kind of set me off and just, I didn't like it. Um, but, and even one, at one point, dad said he planned to marry her one day, um, which never came to fruition, you know, even, you know, they'd been together for 20 years, they weren't married, but even still, it's just, so, you know, in other words, I mean, I get, I get it, where he's coming from, and the whole fact, like, oh, well, if she, it's always been you and me, and now it'll be you, me, and her, and it's like, you didn't even consult me, you didn't even ask me, and the fact that he said that the marching band knew this whole Thing before he did like yeah I get it maybe it was a little insensitive on his part but even if he had told Rick ahead of time Rick still would have had the same attitude about it and Kate doesn't like Cindy Lauper why do you not like Cindy Lauper seriously you don't like girls just want to have fun really Kate come on well okay I get I mean if Edward says his marriage to Kate will survive her not liking Cindy Lauper, I guess. But still, why? Why do you know? She probably, maybe she likes Debbie Gibson or Tiffany a little more. I, I don't know. I don't know. And the thing that makes me think of these kids, it's the same similar scenario that you see in movies like the movie It Takes Two with the Olsen twins, where... Um, Steve Gutenberg's character, his daughter comes back from either school or wherever she'd been to find out that her dad is getting married. Didn't consult her, didn't tell her. Um, the movie Man in the House with JTT. His mom's dating somebody and she moves, um, Chevy Chase plays her boy, uh, Farrah Fawcett plays JTT's mom in Man of the House. Chevy Chase plays... Her boyfriend, she moves him in without really consulting. But honestly, I mean, think about it. That probably is, that is a big 
big, big decision that is a major lifestyle change in a way for a kid, any kid who's got a single parent and the parent is seeing somebody, like seriously seeing, but Edward and Kate have been seeing each other for three years. And even Rick says, at some point, I kind of figured you guys would get married. I just never really, I mean, that came up in his mind, but he never probably seriously put any real thought into it. Like, like, oh, maybe they might, but it's a little different when your father proposes marriage, and then that pretty much is going to set everything in motion. He's like, everything is going to change. Kate's going to be basically my stepmom. She's going to feel like she can tell me what to do. And he's like, I already have a mother. I don't want that. And, yeah. I'm just thinking back to season one. He actually hooked them up and got them together and everything like that. And he's like, I always hoped, you know, he hoped they would get married. Like, in the back of his mind, like a little kid, like, oh, he sees his dad, it's lonely, he sees Kate, who's also single. Put them both together. But there's a big difference between your dad dating somebody and your dad actually marrying somebody and that person actually moving into the house and kind of taking over responsibilities and having a say in you know, raising you or disciplining you. Yeah, someone who you come to know as a friend is now going to be a step-parent who's going to have a say in... Yeah, I mean, that is a heck of a change. So do I wonder going forward, do we see this cat ever, this fluffy cat that Kate's had? We've heard about the cat. Remember the... Is it Three's a Crowd when... Rick and Kate and Edward all go on that, like, little ski trip or something at that lodge, and she mentions her cat, like, got hit in the face with a door or something like that and had to go have emergency surgery. We heard about the cat then. I don't think, I don't remember ever hearing about that cat after that. But now, of course, it's like, yeah, she moves in. I mean, it's not like you're allergic to the cat, Rick, so come on. Do you hate cats? What do you think, Quinny? Does Rick hate cats? Nah. I don't think he does. It's just the principle of the matter. It's like, yeah, you move in, you're going to be bringing all of your stuff. You're probably going to want to make changes and stuff now that you're married and all that stuff. It's just, that's a big, big adjustment for a kid to take on. <laughs> and Rick makes a joke like, oh, there goes all the fish and chicken if this cat Fluffy moves in. A cat's going to eat cat food, Rick. It's not going to be eating leftover table scraps. That's how cats get fat. And Rick makes a joke about, you know how many um, rubber mice with bells that cat owns? And Edward finally stands up and says, look, whatever's going on with you is runs a bit deeper than this cat. What is going on? And Rick says, you want me to say it? I, I'll say it. From the beginning so far, it's been you and me. Now, if you get married, it's going to be you, me, and her. He won't even say her name. Her. Just now, Kate's been regulated to her. And Edward just looked at him like, yeah, Kate's been here. And Rick's like, yeah, but she hasn't been here, here, like living with us day to day and everything. She comes in, she does her, does her job, and then she goes home at night. That's a big difference. Yeah, and Rick's just like, now she's going to be telling me what to do like my real mom, and she isn't. I kind of wonder, let's say, what if Grandfather Stratton had gotten married while 
Edward was young. You know that Edward's mother passed away when he was like maybe five years old. He probably would be reacting the same way that Rick's acting now. But then again, you know that uh, Edward's father wouldn't be putting up with that. And Edward's trying to make it clear to Rick, like, nothing is going to change. If something comes up, you and I will handle it just like we always have. And Rick isn't even looking at his dad. He's just, he turned his back on him saying, well, it's not going to be the same. And Edward's like, yeah, you're right. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be different, but it's going to be better different. And Rick just kind of turns and looks at his dad and says, yeah, for some people, and just walks away. Like, come on, man. You know, things happen to families all the time. They break apart. They get together. They add a new member into the family when someone gets married. It's an adjustment, but it happens. The only thing you can really do is do your best to try to cope with it. It's If, if you can't change it, then you've got to at least maybe not accept it right away, but what are you going to do? Leave? He did that already. He already left in that sleazy apartment that where someone was murdered. Okay, so Kate comes down. Her hair's in curlers. She's got her toes being painted. Looks good. They don't even see Kate. And Rick goes out into the living room. And Edward comes out just to continue the conversation. Is this where Kate's going to overhear and be like, okay, clearly... This is where Edward's going to reveal that he didn't want to. This is more what Kate wants. Don't ever propose because you feel like you're being pressured to do so. Because that's just going to screw things up for you and for the other person. Rick, son. Uh, what are you doing here? I thought you went to the newspaper office. I look awful. <laughs> oh, you don't look awful. You're just under construction. <laughs> well, this is the way I uh, really look. Ah. I was waiting until after I got the proposal. <laughs> I couldn't bear to be away from my lovely bouquet of roses a moment longer. Oh, Rick, can you believe this? We're going to be one big happy family. Yeah. What in the heck was that? Wait till Floppy hears the news. Huh? Oh, where is I mean, she'll love moving into this great big roomy house. Oh, and so will Snickle Fritz. Who? Who's Snickle Fritz? Snickle Fritz? her uh, new boyfriend she brought him home last night what <laughs> big happy family keeps getting bigger get up Rick. oh i better get back up and uh finish construction <laughs> <laughs> oh rick when i went upstairs i tripped over your hockey stick i left it in the hallway you should be more careful with your things at least it wasn't a rubber mouse with bells rick, rick. Seriously? Excuse me? Not at all. See, Dad? It's happening already. Stop being... What's happening already? Nothing. Nothing. Rick is a little concerned that there might be a few 
teeny tiny adjustments that have to be made when we're married. Like what, Rick? Oh, just everything. I don't know why you guys have to get married. Oh, because we love each other. We want to spend the rest of our lives together. Why do you have to do that now? Everything's been so perfect. Son, you want to wait Kate had a wonderful her. job offer, and it's not really fair to her to keep her wondering about her future. Well, of course, that isn't the only reason your father proposed. Was it, Edward? Let's hope that wasn't Of course not. Your biological clock is ticking away like crazy. What's a biological clock? Oh, well, son, that, that refers to the number of years in which a woman can have a baby. You're going to have a baby? No! <laughs> Relax. <laughs> not right now. No, no, not now. Eventually. In time. Way down the road. Okay, she's... How way is way down the road? Yeah. Sometime between next Tuesday and when your biological clock goes boing. Edward, you're making me feel like I pressured you into proposing. Oh, you didn't. Oh, really? Now that I see how it's affecting the two of you. I wonder if getting married is right altogether. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're the one who wanted to get married. Oh, you did not just say that. Uh, along with me. <laughs> So you got to be kidding me. Why don't I just put away my hockey stick? I don't want anybody putting away their hockey stick or doing anything they don't want to do because of me. Maybe we should just call this whole thing off. Yeah. Happiest day of my life. Huh? Honey, what are you doing? I think mm -hmm. I just need to get away and, and figure things out. Wait, Kate, you can't go out. Please. Just let me go. Yeah. So, yeah, Kate comes down, and she's got, like, a smock on. You know, she got her hair in curly. she got her, her feet in those little flip-flops that they have at the nail salon for her, for her uh, toenails and everything. And she's surprised to see them still down there because, uh... I thought they mentioned something about an engagement announcement to be sent. So she's like, why are you two still here? Of course, she just like, oh, with her hair all up. She's like, oh, man, I look awful. He's like, oh, no, 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 you don't. And he just says, oh, no, you're just under construction. <laughs> and she says, oh, this is how I really look. I was just waiting until I got the proposal. So it's like, then you could see me, you know, without any makeup and my hair all, you know, being fixed and worked on and everything. So yeah, she came down to get her her roses, and then and she takes her roses from the desk and looks at Rick, and she's just so happy. She's like, "Can you believe it, Rick? We're gonna be one big happy happy family." And his voice cracks on. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's yep. And she says, "Wait till Fluffy hears the news. This will be a nice big house for her to roam around in." And her Boy, she got a boyfriend? Her cat got a boyfriend who's been roaming around? Well, your cat's probably pregnant. Kate, did you not get your cat fixed? Because your, your cat's probably going to have kittens now. Snickle Fritz is this male cat's name. I take it that Kate named this cat herself? Some random stray male cat? 
Yeah, you ain't bringing some unneutered male cat into their house. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe your cat, but uh, not the Snickelfritz. And Rick is just really... He's getting more and more perturbed by every word that comes out of Kate's mouth. So she goes, uh, starts to go back upstairs, you know, to finish construction. But she turns around and says, oh, Rick, when I was going upstairs originally, I tripped over your hockey stick. Do you think you could be more careful and, like, put your things away? That's right what Rick was talking about, the whole Kate telling him what to do. That is the straw that breaks the camel's back. He's held it in as long as he could. And, of course, Rick says to his dad, but just loud enough for Kate to hear, at least it wasn't a rubber mouse with bells. And, of course, Edward's like, Rick, like, that's enough. Of course, Kate heard what he said, like, uh, excuse me? And he turn Rick starts to walk away and turns to see Dad, it's starting to happen already. And Edward puts a hand up, like, Rick, I don't need this right now. And, like, neither does Kate. He's got to, I get that he's frustrated, and think about it, if he hadn't said anything, Edward wouldn't have revealed this whole, oh, well, because Kate wanted to get married. Kate wanted to get married. And Kate's like, well, what's happening already? And Edward's, like, trying to play Kate, like, no, not nothing, nothing. Just Rick's a little concerned about the fact that, you know, when you and I get married, like, things are going to change. Like, <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh, teeny tiny adjustments that will have to be made after they're married. And she goes over to Rick. She's still holding those flowers, by the way. And she's like, well, like, what, Rick? And he's like, oh, just little everything, basically. And he, he, he just, he lashes out at her. Like, I don't understand why you guys have to get married, like, now. And I'm surprised he didn't say, can't you wait till after I, like, finish high school and go off to college? Like, or something like that. I know later on, Rick is going to move out of that bedroom and into a supposed pool house or guest house or, or whatever that's supposed to be. I don't know what the heck they call those things. It's like a... Fresh Prince scenario where Will and Carlton move out to the pool house. So Kate's answer to why, you know, they want to get married is like, well, because we love each other and we want to spend the rest of our lives together. I gotta say, though, honestly, don't you think that Rick is being a bit selfish? I mean, he's, what, 14, 15? You'd expect this from, like, an 8-year-old, but a 14, almost 15-year-old kid? So, here's where Edward lets on, well, Kate had a wonderful job offer, and it's not fair to her to leave her wondering where her future is. Kate kind of looks at him like, well, that's not the only reason you proposed, is it? He's like, oh, no, of course not. Your biological clock is ticking. <laughs> Excuse me? That sounds even worse than the whole, I proposed because you were getting another job offer. Oh, I also proposed because your biological clock is ticking and you want a kid. And Rick, of course, has no idea what the biological clock is. And Edward just says, as just refers to the number of years that a woman could have a baby. So Ricky's like, what, you're pregnant? You're going to have a baby? And Edward's like, whoa, whoa, Rick, no, no, she's not pregnant. No. <laughs> like, I don't even think Kate and Edward have even slept together at this point. 
And he says, no, not now, eventually. And he adds, in time. Way down the, way down the road. She's what, maybe 35, 36, probably around my age, right? The closer you get to 40, the more likely you're going to have issues trying to conceive or having a baby that might have, you know, issues possibly. And the way that he's saying it, it's like, I would only hope that, Edward, if you don't want to have another kid, you need to make that clear. You don't have a baby because some your wife wants one and you don't. That's not how you bring a child into the world. You already brought one kid in that you didn't even know about for 12 years. And and Edward's got to be in his, close to 40, if not already 40. He's got a 15-year-old kid practically. You think that he wants to have another kid that'll settle him down for eight, another 18 years? I don't think so. And the thing that I'm wondering is, why would they make a deal, a thing about her biological clock ticking, her wanting to have a family, if the show wasn't going to address it down the road? Like, why make a big deal of it now and then just drop it like it's nothing? It just, I don't know. And of course, Kate's like, well, how far is way down the road? And he says, sometime between next Tuesday and when your biological clock goes boing. Edward clearly is getting frustrated by trying to field questions from Rick and trying to, you know, tamper down Kate's, you know, questions as to why did you want to propose or how long do you want to put off, you know, giving me a baby or putting a baby in me or whatever. And Kate's right. It's like, yeah, he is making her feel like she pressured him in to do that. She didn't do that. All she asked is, like, where is this relationship going? Nowhere did she say, I want you to propose to me. That was all on him. And my guess is he just took that from Dexter saying, well, I'd marry her if I were you. And he's like, well, no, no, you didn't pressure me. And she's like, well, now I see it's affecting the two of you that maybe this is just... It's not the right time, or maybe we just shouldn't at all. And she hands back that bouquet of roses. She's like, I wonder if mar getting married at all is even what we should be even doing. She turns to go, and he's like, well, wait a minute. You're the one that wanted to get married. And I'm like, oh, you did not just say that. Oh, you're the one that wanted to get married. Like, you don't say that to a woman. You don't say that to a woman. You don't say that to anyone you just proposed to and say, oh, well, you're the one who wanted to get married. I mean, I didn't. And Edward, his mouth is like, I, I mean, I, uh, uh, it's like, uh, oh, really? Well, if you feel that way, she takes the ring like, here, just, mm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And Edward's like, I mean, along with me. And Rick realizes this can of worms he opened is going to burst into flames. I said, oh, you know, why don't I just put away my hockey stick? You know, I kind of, yeah, you kind of created this whole thing. But then again, I mean, if he didn't say anything, then this wouldn't have revealed Edward's true intentions behind this proposal. And Kate's like, no, I don't want anyone putting away their hockey stick. And just, and she turns to Edward and says, oh, we're doing anything they don't want to do. As in, this was all you. I was happy at first, but knowing your true intentions, like, I, mean, I don't want to get married. I don't want to marry you. 
And he, he, he ever kind of can't believe, believe really what she's doing. She takes the ring off, you know, puts it right in his hand. It just says, happiest day of my life. Huh. Yeah, really, more like the worst day of her. What turned out to be the beginning of the most best day of her life turned out to be the worst day of her life in, like, less than an hour. And she starts heading to the door, grabbing her coat and her, her purse, and Edward's like, well, honey, what are you doing? He's like, She's like, I need to, like, put some space between us. I need to time alone. I need to figure things out and see if I actually made the right choice by turning that job down. So she's right in the doorway. He's like, oh, Kate, you can't go. And she puts a hand to stop him as in, please, just give me my space. Do not follow me. Like, you've done enough. And she just says, just let me go. And you hear those flip-flops that she's wearing, like, you know, on the pavement. And we see out in white font, to be continued. So before I go on to the next episode, I also want to read the synopsis. I also want to talk real quick about how I felt about how this episode turned out. Um... It was okay, but I think we're really ramping up to part two where they actually do get married. So whatever Edward does in the next episode to change Kate's mind, my guess is it's got to be pretty dang big. Also, some trivia for part one. The marching band was from Ulysses S. Grant High School in Van Nuys, California. All right, let's take a look at part two, which is season three, episode 17, entitled Marry Me, Marry Me, part two, which aired on February 10th, 1985. Following Kate's spat with Edward, she decides to leave town for a while. Edward wanting to see her, Edward wanting to see her, tracks her down to the cruise ship she's about to leave on. She's going on a cruise? Okay, cool. When she decides to go, Edward is heartbroken, but she returns and agrees to marry him. Okay, so does the wedding take place in all of five minutes of the episode? <laughs> the last five minutes of the episode? I don't know. 7.2 out of 10, based on 14 ratings. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duklin, Ron Levitt, the creator, Michael G. Moy, written by Danny Callis, K A L L I S, written by jo uh, Jim G. Gian? Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, and Ben Starr. No trivia for this episode. All right, let's see. Do we have a, let's see. Oh, we got some, we got, let's see who we got here. All right, Grandpa Stratton comes to town. Fran Drescher, really? Okay, she plays someone named Annie. That'll be kind of cool. Mrs. Summers, played by Gloria Henry. I'm guessing this is not Kate's mother because she was played by somebody else. Mr. Summer, these have got to be her grandparents. These can't be her parent parents. They look like grandparents. John Ingle plays Mr. Summers. Ivan Bonar, B-O-N-A-R, the minister. Danny Wells, the waiter. And Curtis Taylor, the ship's steward. There's a lot of guest stars in this episode. There's like none except for the marching band in the last episode, so... All right, without further ado, let's jump into part two. Like I said, I, I, I liked part one, but I feel we're just gearing up to throw everything into part two. This, part one was a warm-up. 
part two is just, boom, we're going full force with it. We open up the episode in the living room. Both Rick and Edward are in their pajamas and bathrobes. It's been three days. Edward hasn't moved from the couch. He's been reading nothing but magazines. He's depressed. Finally, he's trying to snap himself out of it and say, hey, I gotta realize that Kate is gone. I gotta get on with my life. And Rick's like, that's right. You have to do that. And of course, Edward's like, yes, but first I have to take a nap as he falls to the side on the couch. Of course, Rick's got to be feeling a little bit of guilt as he says, I never realized just how much I miss Kate. Yeah, maybe you should have kept your mouth shut there, Rick. <laughs> and of course, Edward's like, no, son, I should have kept my mouth open. I should have talked to you first before I even proposed. Like, you probably should have done that. It would have been a nice courtesy, at least. So, Rick gets up out of the chair and says, Dad, look, you gotta keep trying to call Kate. Edward's like, I've tried. Every time I do, her landlady says that Kate is out of town with her friend Annie. Annie, of course, is played by Fran Drescher. This will be interesting to see Fran Drescher, who we all know is, you know, the nanny from the 90s television show. And apparently... Uh, Kate referred to Edward as a heel, or at least told her landlady about Edward and the whole situation, because the lady called Edward a heel. The landlady did. So Rick's on his feet. He's thinking fast, like, hey, you know when Kate goes out of town, she takes Fluffy to the cat in the kennel? Let's call, what's that number? Let's give them a call. So Rick's all about action. Like, he wants to make this right. He knows he screwed up. But then again, so did Edward. So I'm going to play this clip. Okay. Enough is enough. <laughs> for three days, I've been laying around feeling sorry for myself, feeling depressed, reading magazines. True, I now have a better handle on the Central American situation. But I can't go on like this. I gotta face the fact. Kate is gone and it's over. I gotta get up, I gotta get out, and I gotta get on with my life. That's right. But first, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> I never realized how much I can miss Kate. Sorry, Dad, I finally kept my mouth shut. No, son, I should have kept my mouth open. <laughs> what I mean is... I know I should have talked all this over with you before I tried to propose to Kate. Yeah, what's done is done. You gotta try calling her again. It's no use. The landlady will just tell me the same thing. Kate's out of town with her friend Annie, and I can't tell you where. <laughs> you heal. Wait a minute. Wait. When Kate goes out of town, she brings Fluffy to that cat kennel. What's it called? Uh, uh, Cat Land. No. No, uh, I know, Kitty City. Here it is. Kitty City. Dial 555-TUNA. <laughs> Hello? Do you have a Fluffy staying there? You do? Great. <laughs> no, I don't want to speak with her. <laughs> Did her owner leave an emergency number? <laughs> Can I have it, please? What's the emergency? What's the emergency? Uh, uh, the the, the uh, emergency... Uh, Hello, this is Dr. Hans Spitzkeit. I need to find that woman schnell. Uh-huh. 
Monica. Where'd she go, Dad? On a cruise. I mean, on a cruise. Leaves today at five o'clock from Miami. What are we waiting for? We gotta make a plane. You're right, son. Let's go. So I like the name of the the uh, the cat place, Kitty City. That's adorable. So, of course, they ask for the emergency number. Oh, it's funny. Like, oh, do you want to speak to Fluffy? And, of course, Rick's like, no, I don't want to speak to her. Did uh, her owner leave an emergency number? Can I have it, please? And, of course, Rick's like, what's the emergency? Uh, uh, uh And, of course, Edward takes the phone out of Rick's hand, puts on this <clears throat> accent... Just saying that he needs to get a hold of uh, Miss Summers. So, apparently, Kate is going to be on a cruise, leaving from Miami, Florida at 5 o'clock. So, of course, the guys, Stratton men, they gotta get dressed, they gotta get a plane ticket, they gotta get their butts down to Florida. We see a um, Miami, Florida across the bottom of the screen. So we see Kate and her friend Annie just walking along, going down the stairs, walking along the deck of the ship. <laughs> so her friend, okay, she's like, oh, I've got this and this. So does her friend work on the ship? Because she, cause she's saying, like, I've got shuffleboard, but she drags Kate over to shuffleboard. Tells her, like, stop being a mope. Let's just have fun, enjoy ourselves. There's two swimming pools on this ship. We're going to have a great time. I don't know what they got Fran Drescher dressed in, but I am not liking it. We got red pants. We got a yellow top. We got a, like, really light mauve pink with tan, like, blazer. It's really gross. I, ugh. So... Kate is like, she's, you know, I mean, Edward and I have been together for three years. And it can't just be over just like that. And I'm like, Kate, you're the only one can, that can really change it. If you want to be with Edward, that that's up to you. I mean, you called this off. You can change that. Of course, Annie says, look, I believe in, like, the thousand-day Annie said she subscribes to the thousand day principle, which is if a guy's a as an ass or proposing a uh um just under a thousand days, then it's basically he's not worth it. You need to move on. So Kate is like, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, every time the subject of marriage came up between Edward and I, he'd always change the subject. So Kate Kate is really venting during this game of shuffleboard to the point where she's so angry that she just shoves that round, whatever the th that thing's supposed to be, in shuffleboard. Ends up hitting one of the waiters, spilling all those tropical drinks all over him. And she kind of talks about how she, you know, was thinking of Edward and this man is, you know, a white knight on a white horse. And just how the horse was going in the other direction or, or, or just all this stuff about... Feeling like, did I force him or pressure him into proposing and this and that? Or did I make him think that I was just waiting around for him to propose to me? And Yeah, she's just working through her issues. 
Oh, that was a puck. Okay. As he hands it back to her. All right, well, I'm going to play this clip. Ricky managed to make it. Oh, yeah, they got to be off the ship in like five minutes. So whatever they got to say, they better make it in under three minutes. Your attention, please. <laughs> All visitors must be off the ship in five minutes. Poor guy. Sorry, mister. <laughs> Rick, what are you doing here? Hi, Annie. Kid, I'm looking all over the ship for you. So is Dad somewhere. Listen, kid, I'm glad I found you. You can't go on this cruise. You gotta come back. Uh, listen, you guys. If you need me, I'm gonna go talk to the captain. I just love a man in epaulets. <laughs> Rick, how'd you find me? I called Kitty City. I told him it was a medical emergency. Medical emergency? It's my dad's heart. It's broken. I see. Kid, I want to apologize. This whole mess, you and dad not getting married, you running away, it's all my fault, and I'm sorry. You want your back. Rick, it's I'm not as simple as that. Kate, I was afraid things were going to change. But you being gone, that's the worst change of all. You should see me and my dad without you. We're pathetic. We're moping around, soaking, pouting, discombobulated. I tried to tell him a joke once. I said, knock, knock. He said, nobody's home. <laughs> Kate, our once happy home has become a house of gloom hmm? and doom. <coughs> well, I'm not exactly enjoying myself either. Kate, I'll do anything to have you back. I'll, I'll clean up my room. I'll never leave my hockey stick out. I'll feed fluffy cat treats. <laughs> Just come back. Marry us. Dad! Rick! Dad, down here! Kate! Kate, stay right there! Ma'am, I'll give you $100 for your flowers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Rick sees Kate, runs down to her, says, hey, me and dad, we're miserable. I never should have said those things. I'm really sorry. I feel like I drove you away. And he says, marry us, dad and I. And yeah, it's just, it's sweet. And of course, Rick's like, hey, dad, down here, we're down here. And of course, there's a lady with a bouquet of flowers. Edward gives her $100. Like, Can I have those? I'll pay you 100 bucks. You, meh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> And both Rick and Edward have yellow visitor passes on there. You guys are running short. You guys got to hurry. Like, your five minutes is probably almost up. They're going to take off without you. So he gives her the flowers. He says, oh, how's it going? And we hear the announcer say, all visitors must leave the ship immediately. He's like, you guys got to go. Hi. <laughs> I would have been here sooner, but I stopped to get you these. <laughs> Thank you. So, how's it going? Your attention, please. All visitors must leave the ship immediately. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming to see me off. You're not coming with us? Look. Uh, Kate, listen to me, please. I know I've hurt you. <laughs> And I'd give anything to not have put you through that. 
I made you feel like I wouldn't have proposed to you if you hadn't brought it up. And maybe that's true. But believe me, since you left, I've had plenty of time to think about what I need for my life. And you're everything I ever wanted. Kate, come back with me now. Marry me. If you do, I promise you I'll spend the rest of my life making sure you never regret it for a second. No. No? <laughs> oh, come on, Kate. I worked on that speech all the way down here on the plane. You're not supposed to say no. What is it? What do you want? Time. I mean, time to think things over. That's why I'm on this cruise. <laughs> well, don't you... I think we better go, Dad. Well, I'm not finished yet. Okay. If you don't come with us, I'll buy a ticket and go on the cruise with you. We're sold out. Oh, man. Kate? Sure, I will. Bye. Wow, uh, <laughs> I was not expecting her to turn down his uh, re-proposal. You know, he admits that he's sorry and that if she, he, she does agree to marry him, that he will spend the rest of his life making sure she doesn't regret that decision. And she unfortunately says no. And he's like, no. And both Rick and Edward are like, uh, no, you said, like, you said no? As in, no, you're not going to? And she's like, no, I need time. And we got the, the ship's captain or somebody saying, hey, look, buddy, we are pulling out. You need to go. And, of course, Edward's like, I'm not done yet. So the guy picks Edward up, carries him off the ship. Rick turns and says, what? Oh, oh, Edward even says, like, I'll buy a ticket and go on the cruise with you. And the guy who, the waiter who was holding the drinks that Kate spilled said, oh, we're sold out, by the way. And Edward's like, well, then I'll buy a boat. And before Rick leaves, he's like, oh, Kate, will you write to us? And she nods, like, of course I will. And <laughs> Edward even says, like, I can't believe you said no. I spent the whole plane ride writing you this speech and you're telling me no. Like, you shouldn't be saying no. Like, well, she said no, Edward. I don't know what to, to tell you. Just the fact that you're miserable without her and everything just just does not seem like enough for her. She needs time. Like, real time. To know that she's going to make this a lifelong decision. That this is going to be worth it. That you're not going to let her down. And you're marrying her because you love her, not because you feel she's pressuring you into marrying her and you want to make her happy. So it seems like maybe a week has passed. I don't know how much time. Edward's at his desk working. Dexter's there. He goes to pick up the phone. Ricky runs in from outside on the patio, says, Dexter, please don't pick up that phone. Don't use it. And of course, Dexter's like, what's wrong? I have to call my office. Do you have a problem with me using the phone? Oh, yeah, his dad is the one, because he says, hey, Dexter, can't you do that later, you know, call your office? And, of course, Edward's like, Rick, what is your problem? <laughs> Let him use the phone. And Dexter looks at Rick like, oh, are you expecting an important phone call? And Rick's like, no. And all of a sudden we hear the quack, 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 quack. And Rick's like, hey, Dad, I think that's for you. 
So, Edward picks up the phone and it's Kate. All right. Well, I'm going to play this clip. I'm excited. <laughs> Please? I need to call my office. Well, can't you do that later? Rick! Please? Are you by any chance expecting an important phone call? No. <laughs> In fact, Dad, that's probably for you. <laughs> yeah, hello. Hi, Edward. Kate! It's Kate. Uh, Hi, are you calling from the ship? How do I sound? Great! <laughs> When are you coming back? The cruise goes for an, another six weeks. Oh my god. Six weeks? You sound upset. I'll bet you've got your hand on the back of your neck. Yeah, she needs some You really shouldn't tug on your ear oh. like that. Maybe I had. I don't know. But he's like, how's it going? And she says, well, I'm still on the cruise. He's like, well, when are you coming back? And she says, well, the cruise is going to, you know, last another six weeks. And she's like, oh, you seem upset. I bet you have the, your hand on the back of your neck and everything. And, of course, we don't see it at first because Rick is, like, putting a finger to his lips. like, Shh. And we see Kate right where the French doors are, right out on the patio, and Edward is still, like, on the phone, oblivious to, like, all of this. And, of course, yeah, she said, she's still on the phone just outside, and she says, oh, you really shouldn't tug on your ear like that to Edward, and Edward's almost like, does she have, like, ESP or something? How does she know that I'm, I have, like, my hand on the back of my neck or I'm tugging my ear? And it's like, oh, my gosh! So she says, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about us, and I have one question. Will you marry me? And he is just gobsmacked. <laughs> yes, of course I'll marry you. He stands up. He's so excited. Does not see that she's right behind him. He's still talking on the phone. He's saying, honey, those are the best word to, words I, will, I have ever heard in my life, basically. And she taps him on the shoulder. He looks at her, not exactly fully... Like, realizing, like, she's there. Like, she's there. Seriously, yes. She's right in front of you. So she taps him on the shoulder. He turns around and she says, how about a kiss? And they kiss and the audience goes crazy. Like, ah! I'm going crazy. Ah! I'm, oh, I'm so happy. So I'm guessing they have the wedding in 
the Stratton living room. Because we see a lot of guests come through, presents on the table, Rick's in a tux. And, of course, we get a couple here who Rick says to Alfonso, oh, these are Kate's parents. And I said right out loud, I'm like, no, they are not. And she definitely is not, because that is not the same actress. And that is, we've well, we've never met her father, but come on now, come on. That was like 16 episodes ago. You couldn't get the same actress back? Really? Now, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this lady, but still, continuity. Thanks for coming. Oh, these are Kate's parents. Oh, you had to come. <laughs> <laughs> you had to come. <clears throat> Who are all these people? No need to be nervous, Edward. Well, <laughs> I am. Okay, there. Well, something I'd like to say to you. Yes? Well, this is a very important day for me. Because two of the people I love most in the world are getting married. I hope the love and warmth you have for each other will... Help create a happy home and a beautiful life. I wish you joy and contentment in perpetuity. Thank you. That was very nice. <laughs> I didn't know you could be so sentimental. Ah, well, I never mentioned this to you, but when I was in business school, I worked as a writer for Hallmark. Oh, really? What, the station or the cards? So, Dexter's helping Edward kind of, you know, straighten his ties, cummerbund, all that stuff. And he's telling Edward, like, don't be nervous. I get that you're nervous. Just, it's going to be okay. So, Dexter says, there's something I want to say to you. This is a very important day to me because two of the people that I care about very, very much are getting married. It's like, oh. He says, two of the people I love most in the world are getting married. And he says, I hope the love and the warmth. Of each other? We'll create a happy home and a beautiful life together. It's like, oh, Dexter, that's so sweet. And he says, I guess he wrote for Hallmark, so I'm guessing the greeting card company, not the Hallmark movie channel, which I don't think had existed just yet. Might have, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not the channel, per se, that you would find on, like, Dish Network or Xfinity, Comcast, what have you. But I think he means the greeting card company. I wish you joy and contentment and perpetuity, which I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's, it's definitely good. And Edward says thank you. That was very nice. You know, I didn't know that you could be so sentimental. You're usually kind of, um, you know, stuffy. and stuff. He says, I never mentioned this to you, but when I was in business school, I, um, he said he was a writer for Hallmark. And they hug. Aww. Just think about what other best friend does Edward have other than his kid? Dexter! They're bro, they're best buds. We've been checking out the wedding gifts, Mr. Stratton. I don't want to say you're getting a lot of toaster ovens, but you can make toast for 106 people at the same time. Sweet. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to give the old best man the ring, huh? Dad. Now, Rick, it's extremely important you're very careful with this ring and know Dad. where it is at all. Where is it? I can't find it. Dad. What's happened to what? You already gave me the ring. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah, wedding jitter. So, Rick and Alfonso come in, and they're talking about the gifts, and he's like, I don't want to say you got a lot of toaster ovens, but you did get a lot of toaster ovens, and you could make 
106, like, uh, what do you say, 106 pieces of toast at the same time? And he's, and Edward's like, all right, well, as my best man, you are going to have the ring here. Where did I, I, I don't have, oh my God, I don't have the ring. And, and Ricky's like, hey, da dad, dad, I have it. See, see, it's in my hand. I got it. Just, it's okay. Now we're going to cut across to where Kate is getting ready. And Annie's there, of course, as her probably matron of honor, right? Or is it, a, is it not a matron? It's a maid of honor, right? Maid of honors are not married. Matrons are, I think. I mean, you think I know. I mean, I did get married. <laughs> I did not have maids of honor. I had my sister stand up for me. Katie, you look better than Liz Taylor did all eight times combined. Oh, <laughs> oh Annie, I am so nervous. I doing the right thing. Oh, Katie, now listen to me. I'm your best friend. Edward loves you, and you love him. He's warm and kind and loving and sweet, and I paid a lot of money for this dress. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Katie. Oh, my darling girl. That is not your daughter. I've waited so long for this day. I thought it would never come. Wow. Thanks, Mom. I'm glad you waited for the right man. And I'm so happy for you. Can you believe it? She's nervous. <laughs> Catherine, my little girl. Do you remember how nervous you were when you were seven years old? And you had to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for the Christmas pageant at school? Yeah, I tripped going up to the stage, tore my costume, forgot my words, and my red nose fell off. Oh, yeah. But you lived, right? <laughs> you know she's right? I know. So, yes, of course Kate's going to be a little nervous. You know, it's your big wedding day. I mean, who wouldn't be a little nervous? I mean, when I was walking down, you know, I got married, you know, in my dad's backyard. It was really, really nice. But as I was walking down the aisle, my dad, you know, was, you know, on my arm and everything. And it, it almost kind of felt like an out-of-body experience where it's almost like you're looking down from above just watching everything play out. She even... Katie even asked, you know, Annie, am I doing the right thing? And Annie's like, look, Katie, I'm your best friend. Edward loves you. And plus, I spend a lot of money on this dress. So you have to go through with this wedding. <laughs> She's like, you know, you love him. He loves you. And he's warm. And he's kind. And loving and sweet. Aw. Yeah, he's all of those things. He's a great man. He's good to you. He's an amazing provider. Oh, uh, yeah, and Annie has, and I play, paid a lot of money for this dress, so, yeah. Of course, Kate's mother, and by mother, I mean Mother 2.0, comes in and says, Oh, Katie, I've waited so long for this day. You have no idea how long I've waited for you to get married. And she adds, I thought it would never come. Like, ouch! This is her wedding day, and you're filling her head with doubt? She doesn't need that. Her mother says, I'm glad you waited for the right man. Well, she sure did. She waited three whole years for him. 
So Annie tells Kate's mother, it's like she's a little nervous, and her Kate's mother takes her, you know, by her hands. It's just, Katie girl, remember when you were seven years old and you were playing Rudolph in this musical or this play, and you tripped or whatever, you forgot the word. And basically, Kate's like, yeah, I tripped, I tore my costume, forgot the words, and my red nose fell off. Like, oh. Why are you bringing that up? Alright, let's get back to the Stratton men. We got Edward, you know, Rick's, like, helping, like, pick lint off his dad's suit or something. Because Edward's got the suit on now, and he's got the little boot in the ear, and it's so cute. Oh, they're wearing my favorite color red. Well, it's a dark red burgundy. And Grandfather Stratton's gonna come in. Aww. This is such a big moment between two characters that we've seen get together over the course of three years. And I'm happy that they're stretching it out as much as possible to just really be in the moment and give the audience who have watched this couple get together and watch them grow, watch them fall apart, watch them come together again and just, yeah. <laughs> I was. We had a big fight in the hotel about who should have which room, so we adjourned. <laughs> Anyhow, I wanted to be here. I wouldn't miss this. How many times does a man's son get married? Well, in this case, twice. <laughs> Maybe he'll get it right this time. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Edward, I have a little token here for you. Well, thank you, Father. At least it's not a toaster oven. <laughs> what is it? A toaster oven company. Oh, God, a toaster oven company. <laughs> wow! Well, thank you, Father. This is uh, just what I needed. <laughs> well, I didn't feel like giving you some common crystal or linen company. <laughs> oh, man, you whacked them hard. This is great, Grandfather. You and my dad weren't even speaking a few years ago. Now you're giving him a company. It isn't going broke, is it? <laughs> Sound as the dollar. Now, Edward, I'll give you a little piece of advice. Take care of your bride. Cherish her. She is as good to you as your mother Abigail was good to me. You're a very lucky man. Aww. Thank you, Father. And one other thing. <laughs> you go out there and exchange vows in front of all those people. Yes, Father. Don't blow it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you gave him the yes, ring. I have the ring. <sighs> Just checking. <sighs> well, I guess this is it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Then when I get married, 
I mean, if I get married. You mean if? I hope I'm lucky enough to find someone as good as Kate. You will be. When you have a son of your own. I hope you're lucky enough to have one as good as you. Aww. Come on, let's get this wedding going, man. Let's get the nuptials on the road. Of course, Grandfather Stratton's got to say, well, how many times does my son get married? And Rick's, of course, well, two of that we know. <laughs> and, of course, I guess Grandfather Stratton was supposed to be in Switzerland, like, with some big debate or battle or argument or something or other. Um, he said that they all fought over who got what room, and they uh, pretty much just said meeting adjourned and we'll reconvene some other time or something. Um, he gives Edward a toaster company instead of, like, you know, like, linen or fine china company or something. So, yeah, it's cute. I like the parting words that he gives to Edward with, if Kate makes you as happy as my wife Abigail made me, then you are a very lucky man, and I know you will have many, many years together. Basically, in so many words. And he leaves, and I, oh, he says, you know, when you say your vows and everything, but, you know, in front of all your guests, don't blow it. That usually seems like a line that Grandfather Stratton says, like, at the end of a sentence when he's, like, you know, he's going to build Edward up a little bit, but then at the last minute he's going to throw in a, don't blow it now, son, I know that you've done that in the past. <laughs> this is a big deal here. So Grandfather leaves, and Edward and Rick have a little conversation, and Rick says, when I get married, if I get married, I really hope that I'll find someone as good as Kate. I like what Edward says here. He's like, you will be one day, and I hope that when you are old enough and you have a son, that he's as good as, as you are. Like, yeah, that's just, it's a sweet moment between father and son. Just their hopes and their dreams for the future. Alfonso comes in like, all right, let's get this wedding on the road. Dun, 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 dun. You know, the, the wedding march. They hug, and it's so sweet. <clears throat> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here together in the sight of God and in the face of this company, to join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman whom you now hold by your right hand as your lawful and wedded wife? Will you love, honor, cherish, keep her in health, forsaking all others, and keep yourself to her only, so long as you shall both live? I will. And will you, Kate, Take this man whom you now hold by your right hand as your lawful and wedded husband. Will you love, honor, and keep yourself to him only so long as you shall both live? I will. Place the ring on her finger. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Rick? Oh. 
almost giving a heart attack. Repeat after me. With this ring, I thee wed. With this ring, I thee wed. Then do I, in the presence of these witnesses and by virtue of the authority vested in me by the laws of this state, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. So we cut to the stairs. Annie comes down first. Then we see Kate. She has a long veil. She has a train. There's no one on the other end of that, you know, carrying that train. So she does. And luckily there aren't a lot of steps down the stairs. So that works out for her. They also did hire somebody to play the harp, which is cool. And the flowers just weaved in between the the um the railings of the stairs or no they're called runs right so then we cut to the front where we have the minister we have edward and we have rick watching kate come down the aisle with her father and it's just so sweet and her father gives her away to edward oh and the minister you know, starts the, the wedding ceremony, just, we are gathered here today in front of this this company, meaning, you know, Edward and Kate, you know, joining uh, together in union. And I love how Edward, you know, he's kind of caressing, you know, the small Kate's back and everything. And it's just, oh, it's so sweet. And I like how the minister says, Ed, now, Edward, will you take this woman who you now hold by your right hand as your lawful and wedded wife? And we cut to Kate's parents, just like, oh. And, you know, he says the vows for, you know, Edward to say, I will. And then he's, you know, the minister says them to Kate. Do you take this man who you now hold by your right hand as your lawful wedded husband? You know, to having to hold for richer or poorer, sickness and health. And she, he says, will you love, honor, and keep yourself to him only? And I think he says the same, asks the same of Edward, to keep yourself to her only. So long as you both shall live. And of course her answer is, I do. Well, it's I will. I will, I do, yes, yes, yes. Of course, the minister says, now place the ring on her finger. Of course, Rick who's already been asked, do you have the rings? Yes, I have the rings. And I was like, Rick, okay, I need the ring. And Rick starts patting his pockets, like, where, 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 where? And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And he even said that in the clip. Like, no. No, he's got it. He's got it. It's good. And he hands it to his father, who places the ring on Kate's finger. And poor Edward, when he takes the ring from Rick, he's got his hand to his chest, like, you almost literally gave me a heart attack. And the minister has Edward repeat after him, with this, with this ring, I thee wed. Now, I notice that she doesn't put a ring on Edward's finger. Why is that? Do we get that, like, later on in the show and it's just there? Because I, I normally, I don't check ahead to the next episode. I'm like, I want to see the rings. We see a ring on Kate's finger. We do not see one on Edward's. Where's your ring, Edward? 
So, of course, the minister says, I now, you know, by the laws governed by the state, I now pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss the bride. Edward lifts her veil, and they kiss, and it's so sweet. And Kate hugs Ricky, and she gives him a kiss, and it's like, oh, we don't get to see them dance. We only see that as the credits are rolling. So, yeah, we pretty much just get Edward and Kate having their first dance as the theme song plays and the credits roll. It's like, I would have loved to have seen this. Oh, well. Oh, and he dips her. That is so sweet. I thought this was such a beautiful, sweet episode. I really, really did. I liked it. I liked even the second half probably even more so than the first half. And I like the fact that even though he did say, you know, when he was on the ship, like, marry me, please, and I will never let you for a moment regret this decision, basically. And she does tell him no. Like, no, I I have to think about this. I have to, I have, to have some alone time. So she wasn't right ready to forgive him. Like, if you're not ready for this and you're just saying no... I only doing this because, you know, I already got into this in the first half, in part one. But I, I like that she said she needed a little time to figure things out. So, yeah. She made, she made him work for that. <laughs> she made him work for that. And then she turned around, surprised him, and proposed to him. And he was more than ready and willing to accept after she made him sweat that out. It was so sweet, you know, Dexter with his little pep talk, and then also with Grandfather Stratton and his pep talk, and then the, you know, the talk between Rick and his dad. It's just, it's all of it, it's just beautiful, it's just sweet, and I loved it so much. So, honestly, combined, these two are definitely five out of five. I really loved it, gave me all the feels. It really threw me for a loop in some areas. Like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. So, in some scenes. And it's just, yeah. So, I'm going to say, so yeah, basically my silver, I'm giving it five out of five trains. That's a rating, the silver spoonful. It's just, don't propose to somebody because that's what they want you to do. If you're not in it for the long haul, don't propose. Because that's not fair to that person. Now I'm going to say hey to some podcast listeners for the week. We have Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Reno, Nevada, Westville, Oklahoma, Duluth, Georgia, Swanee, Georgia, Hampshire, Illinois, Montreal, Canada, Hartville, Ohio, Moscow, Russia, Atlanta, Georgia, Mexico City, Mexico, Yorba Linda, California, Shawnee, Kansas, Elder, Algeria, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you all so much for watching this, watching, for listening to this episode and just all of the podcasts. Just thank you so, so much. This means the world to me, you know, going into these episodes, you guys know I've not seen these before, so it's all new to me, and I just... I love watching and reviewing this for you. All right, let's talk about the next episode that will be coming on August 25th, Season 3, Episode 18, entitled Rick and the Legend. 
which aired on February 17, 1985, Edward suspects Rick's new friend of being a thief. This guy who plays, his name is Legend in the show, he is played by Steve Anton. He was in The Goonies as Troy. I've not seen The Goonies. He was also in 21 Jump Street. I wonder if we see this guy again. Let's see here. Oh, he's only he plays Ledge, short for Legend, Mick Elmore. He's also on an ABC after school special called Can a Guy Say No? He was in the Amazing Stories, 21 Jump Street from one episode. And that's really just a bunch of little Oh, he was in six episodes in NYPD Blue as Detective Nick Savino. Alright, so I look forward to covering that episode. And as I said, we're going to finish up Season 3 in September. I will be taking a break and starting Season 4 in January. However, even though I'm taking a break, we do get a Halloween-type episode in October. We get a two-part Thanksgiving episode in these are all from Season 3. Um, we get a two-part Thanksgiving episode in November and a Christmas episode from Season 3 in December. So, yeah. And I'm going to be working on, in the meantime, Full House. And I'm going to be working on, you know, some other stuff. So, look forward to that. So, I will be back with a new Full House episode Monday in honor of John Stamos' birthday. It's season two, episode 20, entitled I'm There For You, Babe. And then on Friday, the August 23rd, <coughs> excuse me, will be Ramona's Not-So-Epic Party from Fuller House, season one, episode seven. That wraps up the birthday themes. August 30th is going to be the last Summer Fun series episode with Fuller House... Season 2, Episode 1, entitled Welcome Back. It's an end-of-summer back-to-school barbecue, so look forward to that. All right, everybody, have a wonderful, safe weekend. Bye-bye.